Tonight I'm going to be, if you want to turn to your Bibles, to 1 Chronicles chapter 5. 1 Chronicles chapter 5. I don't know how long I'll be. It all depends on what the Lord, how the Lord guides. But here, 1 Chronicles chapter 5. We'll be going to... Um, between two main verse, um, two main um, passages here in First Chronicles and then Ephesians in a bit here. But First Chronicles chapter five. First of all, I want to. The title that the Lord has given me is "Victorious in the Lord." Um, there's a war going on right now. Um, there's a lot happening, and the devil fights. Satan fights against us. Um, even just me preaching this message, preparing for this message, the Lord has been, been really, you know, the Satan has been really fighting. And there's certain times where I've become fearful maybe that the Lord, this is not what He wants, but then the Lord gives me a verse and it's like, this is what I want you to preach. The devil's been trying to see doubt and... But I'm thankful for the name of Jesus. I'm thankful... That through his name, even, even, the, even Satan and his demons are afraid. As it says in the New Testament, how they, the, there's, where the Lord would call out a demon and they said, Oh, I know who you are. I know thou the Christ. They didn't even know who Christ is. They fear and tremble before him. There's a war going on. It's not just, it's, it's been going on for thousands of years. And the devil, Satan hasn't tired out. Here I want to read in verse 18 first. We'll read a couple verses and then I'll pray. Verse 18. The sons of Reuben and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh, of valiant men, men able to bear, bear buckler and sword and shoot with bow and skillful in war, were four and forty thousand, seven hundred and three score that went out to the war. And they made war with the Hagarites, with Jeter and Nephish and Nodab, and they were helped against them. Hagarites were delivered into their hand, and all that were with them, for they cried to God in the battle, and he was entreated of them because they put their trust in him. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, as I come before you, Father, I bring this time up to you, Lord. This is the time that we're able to hear from your word, Father. Father, fill me with your spirit, Lord. Give me boldness, Lord, to preach your word. Father, I pray, Lord, you just work on the hearts here, Lord. Father, if there's any not saved here, Lord, that you work on their hearts that might be saved. Father, I pray with all those that are, I pray for all those that are sick, Lord. Pastor and Miss Stacy and all those others, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, you be with them this evening. Heal them, Lord. Put your hand of protection around them. Father, pray as we read these words that they'll stand out, Lord. Again, Lord. Allow me not to say anything that you don't want me to say, Lord. Not to go farther than you want, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for your name, for Jesus Christ's name. Thank you for the blood that he shed that covers us. Jesus, in my prayer, amen. There's a war going on, and it's been going on for a long time. And it, through... through um, through the New Testament, we, we, we can read about that. And Paul has talked about it. Paul talked about it in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 11 and through 14. He says, Persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, 
was persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ, Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learnt, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learnt them. We'll be looking in, in Ephesians chapter 6 where it says we, we war not against flesh and blood but principalities and powers. Our, our wars, the war that we're fighting is not against fellow man. It's not against um, the people, our neighbors. That's not the people who, that's not the thing we're warring after. That's not the battle we're supposed to be fighting. The war that's going on right now is against Satan and his demons. As many of you know, uh, when Bree and I got married and went on to our honeymoon, we went to Milledgeville, Georgia. I would, unless the Lord tells you, I wouldn't go through there. Um, there was a spiritual warfare right there. I'm thankful for that the Lord brought us through it because it showed us many things. The devil really fought and it became to the point where one night we'd become fearful and I literally, I was paralyzed for at least five minutes. I could not move. I tried, I could not move. There was fear. But I'm thankful for Jesus Christ's name. I'm thankful that we can cry unto Lord and he will save us from that. It's this word, this, the word of God is our sword. We were able to, there was the Monday night we felt it, Wednesday night it got worse. Wednesday night, Bree and I could barely sleep. The light, the sensor light outside was going off. There was something outside. We, we, we go and we go outside and we stayed in bed for a while because man, it was scary. We don't know what's happened. We don't know if someone's out there. Bree never brought her gun. So all I had was a pocket knife, <laughs> pocket knife and a flashlight with, with, um, with the strode life light. And I had, I told Bree, I put, gave her my phone, put 911 on it just in case. But you know what? It wasn't a person. It was Satan working. So we, we, we go out and there was nobody there, but there was like heaviness upon us. Fear. You know what we did? Cried unto the Lord and started reading his word. Because this is our sword. And Jesus, they're scared of Jesus Christ's name. That night and the night, the Thursday night was horrible. There was times we went out and we felt it was even worse. We would hear tapping on the window. Nobody was out there. We would, we would feel like something was passing by us. Nothing was there. We brought, we were praying. We went to every corner, every part of that house. Started praying over the house. Asking the Lord to, through his blood. We felt, we heard noises outside that weren't of people. There's a war going on, people. There's a spiritual warfare going on. If, if you're not saved tonight, you're, you're, you're not fighting for God. You're, 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 it's, you're not on the Lord's side. If you're not saved tonight, I ask you to get on your, get on your face before the Lord and ask him, to, ask him into your heart. Why? Because through Him we have peace. The world, they don't have peace. The devil's still fighting. He, he, he's trying to keep people away from Christ. He's trying to keep people away from them being saved. I work at a funeral home, a Tufts funeral home. We've had, they've come here and done um, the funeral of pastors, um, brother, brother uh, Burke and, and uh, brother Larry Wilson. They've done that. And I work there and I see death every single week. It's sad to see young people. I've, we've had multiple funerals of young women or young men and they, 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 they were born in Christian families. Yet they were overdosed on drugs. Or they died of alcoholism, from alcohol. You know, there's a spiritual warfare going on. 
the, the devil, Satan's trying to take all our young people, even trying to take us away from his house, away from the Lord. I, I work in, there, and it's hard not to sometimes break down in tears. Because you see people that are passing away, that don't know Christ. You've seen people that pass away that have had that background, but yet they have not received Christ as their Savior. It's hard not to, not to see the spiritual warfare, warfare going on. If, if you have not seen anything, if you have not seen what's going on this nowadays, I ask you, pray to the Lord to open your eyes. Because it's going on all the way around us. Here we read verse 18, chapter 5, verse 18. There's a couple of things I want to look here. I was reading, I saw here, verse 18, we see, we see that they were ready to fight. The Reubenites, the, um, Re, uh, the sons of Reuben, the Gadites, and the half-tribe Manasseh, they were ready to fight. These men were prepared to fight. They were mighty men of valor. I see a couple of things. First of all, they were protected. We read here, Verse 18, the sons of Reuben, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, valiant men, men able to bear buckler and sword, to shoot with bow. These men were protected. These men were able to bear buckler, which is a small shield or some sort of um, protection. They were able to bear sword. You know, it's not simple to wear armor and fight. You know, it says in Ephesians chapter 6, I'll read there very quick. They were protecting. No, we can have protection. They, they were able to, they bore armor, they bore a sword, they bore, they were able to sh- uh, fight. You know, we have armor. Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, uh, verse 10 actually. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. And then list we'll read through the armor, but... You know, these men, any, any, any men back then, any, any tribe back there, they had armor. It's not easy to fight in that armor. But you think of nowadays when people go into war, they're not just wearing t-shirt and jeans. No, they're, ha- they have, they're suited up. They have all their, all their gear, all their armor, if you want to say. They won't go into war with something missing. It, it just, it, it leaves, it it leaves it open. They were protected. So are we, you know. The Lord says, bear your armor. Put on the full armor of God. It's, it's, not, it's not saying you can if you want. It's, it's a command. Put on the full armor of God. Why? Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand you know, if we're, if we're missing armor, you know, that gives, that gives opportunity to the devil to, he points, pinpoints those areas. We're supposed to put on the full armor of God. Here, 
Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery, fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We're, they were protected. So are we. We're, we're supposed to have the armor. We're supposed to put on this armor each day. This is, we're supposed to be always ready for war, always ready for the battle. We're not, we're not supposed to sit there, sit here and just lazy around like, oh, I don't see anything. Why would I, what I, why would I care? No. This is something that we should always be ready. We should always be watching. Because the Satan will, 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 dis, will come and attack when we, know, we, we, we don't know when he's coming. Like last night, in the middle of night, I just woke up. And doubt started to come through my brain and about the message about today. And it just, it was, it was like doubt. And I was like, Lord, I, I don't know when a verse came to my, my head. Peace without, um, peace. I keep on forgetting the word. Philippians, I'll read a verse. Um, Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God which passes all understanding should keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. They were protected with their armor, with their sword. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not easy to fight with a sword. <laughs> As kids, I can say with my th- two brothers, we would, we would always make either play swords or with a, with a stave and we would, we would fight each other. We hurt each other a lot of times. And other scars and stuff like that. I won't tell the story, but I did stab my older brother in the foot. So, yeah, that was, uh, was kind of bad. Um, but we would fight, we would pray, uh, play a war, we would either make knives or swords. And my older brother, he was good at making like swords and katanas and all that type of stuff. It hurt. I would just use a stick. Well, we thought we got good sometimes and then we weren't good. We just, we just thought we were good. But it's hard. It's not easy. You won't, if shooting a gun in war, you know, you have to practice to be able to shoot, um, to, to have good aim. There's always practice. But here they were protected. Turn back to First Chronicles chapter five. They were ready to fight. Under that, they were protected. Second of all, they were prepared. They were prepared. Read here, verse eighteen. There were valiant men, men able to bear buckler and sword, to shoot with a bow, and skillful in war. These men knew how to fight. These men, excuse me, these men had trained, had spent hours upon hours. You don't just pick up a sword, pick up a gun, and know how to shoot right away. If you do, wow. But they had to train. When it says they're, they're valiant men, they're skillful in war. They had been in wars multiple times. A lot, of, not just multiple times. They had experience in war. They knew how to use their weapon. Do we know how to use our weapon? Do we know how to use the Bible? It says in 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be shaved, ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You read in Luke chapter 4, verse 1 through um, through 13, it talks, um, Jesus was led of the Holy Spirit into the desert and the devil was tempting him. 
You know, you know how he, you know how he rebuked the devil and beat the devil through the word of God. Um, he he can just say something and devil could be gone. But he used the word of God, which is our sword. Says in Ephesians six ten. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power is might. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We just read that. They were prepared. They spent time. They had been through many wars, through many battles. You know, there's a war going on. We should be prepared. We should be. We should have our armor on. It says in Ephesians six, we should we should put on the armor, keep it on, keep ready. We should be keeping up our skills because the you know what when I tell the story of our of our honeymoon I was always reading from the Lord from the Bible I'd read from Psalms I'd read a couple verses and I'd pray and rebuke the devil I'd read from the Bible because this is our sword the Lord has given us this word of God this Bible for instruction for encouragement but it's also our defense it's also our weapon These men spent hours. Second of all, I see verse 19 through 22, I see deliverance from war. Deliverance. Verse 19, And they made war with the Hagarites, with Jeter and Nephish and Nodab. And they were helped against them. The Hagarites were delivered into their hand and all that were with them. For they cried to God in the battle and He was entreated of them because they put their trust in him. And they took away their cattle, of their camels 50,000, and of sheep 250,000, and of asses 2,000, and of men 100,000. For there fell down many slain, because the war was of God, and they dwelt in their steads until the captivity. You see deliverance. Deliverance from the war. They, 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 they made war with these people. They went to war, and you, you read how many men they brought, 100,000, and you read how, um, how many they went out with, 44,000. 44,703 score, which is 60, and went out to war. You know, they were mal- valiant men and skillful in war, but there must have been th- hundreds of thousands of men they were fighting against. Odds were great. Odds were great. But we read in verse 20. And they were helped against them. And the Hagarites were delivered into their hand and all were with, and that were with them. You know, they, the, these people weren't delivered into their hand just because of their might. Just because they were valiant men. They were skillful in war. They had all their armor on. They had all they needed. They, they knew how to use their sword. They knew how to shoot a bow. They had 44,000 men, even though it was great odds. That's not why they were delivered. That's not why they won that battle. You know why they won the battle? Because of God. It says, For they cried to God in the battle, and He was entreated of them because they put their trust in Him. They were delivered because they cried unto God in the midst of the war. The Lord delivered them because they trusted in Him. You know, in the war nowadays, we need more prayer. There's war going on. Sometimes we forget to pray. 
our, our way to talk with the Lord, sometimes, sometimes we don't even notice it is, it's spiritual warfare. We think, oh, something's wrong happening to me. I, 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 did, I didn't do this right. Or something's just happening bad to me. Maybe, maybe look at it. Maybe either the Lord's testing you, bringing you through a time. Or maybe the Lord will show you maybe the devil's really working in your life. But here, we, we, we need more prayer. There's a book we read. Um, it's called Trester Chronicles, but it, talks, it follows the life of, of one. It's, it's, in, it's in the um, medieval age, and it's all, it's all simple. Um, I forgot the word, but it's all for, like, it's a Christian book. It, talks, it follows one prince who's in one, uh, one castle called the Castle of Faith. The last book it talks how there's the, the it, there was a lot of battles happening. There, there there was a siege against these against these um against this castle or church, but you know there was only one person praying. That was Josiah. His name was, and through his prayers the Lord gave deliverance. We need more prayer. That's the way we can talk with the Lord. Other than the Word of God, prayers are is one of our greatest weapons. Ephesians 6, 6.18, I'll read this real quick. Ephesians 6.18 talks about, it, it comes from talking about all the, all the, putting on the full armor of God. And it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all pers- 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 um, perseverance and supplication for all saints. It says, praying always with all prayer. I'm thankful for prayer. I'm thankful that we can talk with our Lord. We can bring anything before Him. We can bring the smallest things before Him. When we're, when we're, when we're bogged down and we, we feel the, the Satan, we feel our flesh just bogging down on us. Because that will happen. You know, there's, there's something we can do. We can open God's Word and pray, Lord, help me with this. Help me get over this. Help me, help me fight this battle. We're never gonna, the only time that we're not going to have war and battles when we're up with our Lord. So it's about time for us to take the sword, put on the armor of God, because there's a war happening. There's battles all around us. In First Chronicles again, verse 22, I underline this. Verse 22, there fell down many slain because the war was of God. The war going on right now, the Lord already and has always had the victory. And I'm thankful for that. There's going to come a time that Satan already knows and his, and his devils already know that there's coming a time when he'll be thrown into the lake of fire that was created for him. It wasn't created for us humans. It wasn't created for us. But because of the sin, we go down there if we, not, we don't repent. It's a horrible place. It wasn't created for us. It was created for the devil and his angels. They know that there's the end's coming. They don't know when. But they're trying to do all they can to not let anybody get saved to come to Christ, to lead people away from Christ, to lead people away from church, to put things in their lives to where they, 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 they get rid of God, they get rid of the church, going to church. I say going to church because it's important in Christian life. Our Bible reading is important. Talking with the Lord and studying the Word of God is important. 
deliverance from war. We, uh, quickly, we, verse, um, verse 23 through 24, we see time of plenty. We see the children in the half-tribe of Manasseh dwelt in the land, and they increased from Bashan unto Baal Hermon and Sinir and unto the Mount Hermon. And it talks about the heads of the house valiant men. They had just gone through war. They got this. They, the Lord gave them this, this land. They, gave, they delivered these people unto them. Verse, the rest of the chapter, verse 25 through 26. They had just gone through all this victory. There's probably years passed by. I see here sin and the consequences of sin. Lastly, I see sin and the consequences of sin. Verse 25, And they transgressed against the Lord of their fathers and went whoring, a whoring after the gods of the people of the land whom God destroyed before them. And the God of Israel stirred up the spirit of Pul, king of Assyria, and the spirit of Tilgath Pilneser, the king of Assyria. And he carried them away, even the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh, and brought them unto Hela and Habor and Hera and into the river Go goes in unto this day even after all the Lord had done showed them they, they, they went back to the gods they, when it says they went a whoring unto other gods it's because adultery is where like they were they were, going, they were doing adultery unto the Lord they went a whoring with the gods that the one true God destroyed before them they knew it was wrong Yet they still sinned against God. They, they knew it was wrong. You look through the law. You read how after Solomon, after Solomon um, built, after they built the tabernacle, and after they, um, after, this is just one instance, and after Solomon had this uh, chapter 8, I think it was of First Kings, Second Kings, one of those two, or actually second, I don't remember, but is this whole chapter of Solomon's prayer, you should read that because if you can find it, you should read that because man, it's amazing. But after that, it talk, God comes unto Solomon and tells him to tell the people saying, if you, if you follow after David, your father, who followed integrity, was, integ um, was full of integrity, if you follow after him, after me, then I'll, then I'll allow you to stay here. I'll, allow, I'll, I'll bless you. But if you don't follow me, if you, if, you, if you go into all these other gods, I'm paraphrasing, then I'll, I'll lead you into captivity. It happened multiple times. Sin and the consequences of sin. There is always a consequence for sin. In verse... 26, the Lord delivered them into captivity. They sinned, so the Lord delivered them into Paul's hand. You know, you can read in 2 Kings chapter 17, verse 11. I'll read this real quick. I've been reading through 2 Kings and 1 Chronicles, and it's pointed out to me, and um, I talked to my brother Brian, my dad, and once and pointed this out, but verse 11, 2 Kings chapter 17, verse 11. This is just back then, but it still happened. Verse 9, it says that the children of Israel did secretly those things that were not right against the Lord God. Nothing is secret before the Lord. But they sought to, they thought, oh, I can keep secret. I can keep something secret. Verse 11, and they were, 
There they burnt incense, incense in all the high places, and as did the heathen whom the Lord carried away before them, and wrought wicked things to provoke the Lord to anger. And wrought wicked things to provoke the Lord to anger. They did all the sin, not caring what the Lord thought. And in First Chronicles chapter 5 we read, how they transgressed their sins against the God their fathers and went they went they started serving and went whoring after the gods that the one true God destroyed. So we read they were ready to fight, deliverance from war, time of plenty, and the sin and the consequences of their sin. Let us not lose sight of the victories the Lord has brought us through. Let us not grow, grow cold to the war and the battles that are happening around us. Let us, when those do come, and when we do feel the devil, because every person will feel spiritual war going on, for, um, if we're susceptible to it, I don't remember the word for it, the English word for it, but there's a war raging around us. First of all, we're to, we're to put on the full armor of God. We're to keep that on. Be ready. Be ready because the devil's going to fight. Our flesh is going to fight. Second of all, be prepared. Prepared. Use the word of God. Read and study it every day. The Lord will deliver. If we, if we seek him, if we bring him before him because <laughs> the devil and Satan and our flesh has nothing against the Lord. He's already won every he's won every single war, every single battle. He's already he's the Lord God Almighty. There's nothing that can stand against him. This is not a time to lower our Lord's banner. We we know uh, onward Christian soldiers the song we're to hold our banner high. We're not to we're not to Lower it down and, and, and say, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to tell people about Christ. Because when we were in Russia, it was, it was not allowed to talk. It was, not, it was against the law to, to pass out tracts to preach. It was not allowed. It was against the law. We respect our country's flag, right? And it's always, and during, the funeral, during the funeral home, in the funeral home, whenever we have... It's as normal whenever we have a, like a vet's funeral. We always lower the flags, but the American flags always last because we honor the American flag. We should respect our country's flag. We should respect a country. But do we take the amount of respect for our Lord's banner? Do we respect our country more than we respect our Lord? Do we put everything else before the Lord? If there's someone here that's not saved, I ask you to come before the Lord. We don't know how much time's left. The Lord never told us, and He said no one knows except Him when He'll be coming back. There's signs, and we see there, there's, there's signs, and we know we're probably getting close, but we don't know when it's coming. He can come back tonight. He can come back in the next couple of minutes. He can come back tomorrow. He can come back in a year, a couple months. We know not. If there's someone here not saved, I ask you to come before the Lord today. Christians, fellow brethren, sisters, 
Let us not grow cold to the war, to the battle that's happening around us. As we read today, let us keep going. As, as, um, as Brother Jordan taught this morning, keep on the race. As Paul said, 